Hi there, and welcome to PMICast, the only UK podcast devoted to private medical insurance. I'm your host, Phil Knight, and let's get started. Hi there and welcome to episode number 58 of PMICast, the only UK podcast devoted to private medical insurance and related healthcare topics. My name is Phil Knight, I will be your host. I am an independent healthcare consultant. I am based in Lees, West Yorkshire, but I look after clients and uh, my introducers in the UK and around the world. Um, Welcome to the new episode. Today is a standard uh, episode of PMI Cast, and it is the 15th of October. Um, as you know, we tie the podcast into the blog, which is at www.localventure.blogspot.com. This is my personal and business blog, and I try and talk about various business issues during the week and then probably more light hearted stuff over the weekend. To be fair, over the last month or so, I have probably done very little, well, not probably, definitely done very little business blogging. Um, uh, There has been nothing business related since uh, the 24th of September, which is a post that I would direct you to just on the basis that it's talking about um, what I'm doing on Google+, which is something I haven't really talked about too much in the the, uh, podcast uh, ever uh, recently, certainly. Um, So it's worth checking because you can find links to my uh, Google Plus account. And all the Twitter and all the blog stuff is reflected on Google+, Plus. so it's certainly worth checking in the show notes and, and that blog post uh, on the 24th of September over at Local Venture Blogspot, um, just to see where I am and what I'm doing on Google+. Plus. Um, there are lots of other posts recently which will give you a, a flavour for my other interests, martial arts, science fiction and fantasy, TV and so forth. So it's worth checking out to get a feel for, I suppose, who I am. So... Each week we talk about various topics within the podcast. Um, Let's talk about uh, about the work that I do with introducers. Introducers are broadly any professional advisor who has decided to subcontract their private medical insurance work to me or may decide to subcontract. So I'm talking to both existing introducers and also potential new ones who've stumbled across the podcast. And effectively, having had now 20 years worth of experience in the private medical market, a lot of that working for PMI insurers as a broker consultant, I've got a pretty good insight now that I'm running my own private medical insurance specialist practice on what IFAs, general brokers, accountants need in terms of ongoing support for their clients on private medical insurance. So I have a range of professional introducer arrangements with whom the client remains theirs. I provide advice and support for the clients on private medical insurance. And of course, we split the difference financially in terms of income generated. So it's a great way of offering your clients an extra service in terms of advice on private medical insurance. They get some comfort in knowing that they've got the right plan at the right price. You have an extra proposition to sell to try and tie the clients into your practice. And of course, it's an additional income stream for your business, which if you're not tapping into at the moment, is a really, really useful way of earning more money from existing clients. So if you are interested potentially in talking about uh, private medical insurance and subcontracting work to me, 
The easiest thing to do is, of course, well, just contact me directly. You can use the uh, the podcast email, which is pmicast at gmail.com. Or I do a lot of work on LinkedIn. So if you search for Philip Knight on LinkedIn, I am the one who is an independent medical insurance consultant. Please feel free to link there. You can find um, a group that I run for introducers called IntroMed on my LinkedIn profile page as well. And the profile page is in the show notes. So you can probably find out as much information as you need online and then contact me um, again, pmicast at gmail.com or via LinkedIn. I would be happy to speak to you. Um, I did want to talk about a, a, a topic which covers off both for introduced and for direct private medical insurance purchase as well, which is, I'm often asked, particularly by introducers by IFAs that I'm beginning to work with, and I, I was down in Reading seeing a new uh, IFA introducer uh, last, last week, last Friday, and one of the questions that they talked about in order to give their sales team an idea of, of when they should be involving me in a, in a case if they have, say, an existing client who has private medical insurance already, the question was, when should my client have a review of their private medical insurance. So the plan was written whenever with Bupra or Pru Health or Standard Life or WPA, whoever, it doesn't matter. And let's say for sake of argument, it was written direct X number of years ago. An IFA has been appointed on the case and it's been sat there under their agency, but they've never really done anything with it, which is quite a common scenario. And all of this obviously obtains if you are a personal purchaser or a corporate purchaser of private medical insurance, you don't have a broker involved, and it's just sat there direct with the insurer, or you do have a broker involved, but they don't do a regular review on your private medical cover for you. So the question is, when should you review your private medical insurance? And the answer is, it, it's a two, it's a double answer, a, a two-edged answer. The first thing is, you should really check things out every year. Having a lot of renewals at the moment, as I've mentioned on the on the podcast before where one insurer in particular has really rated up their premiums even over the space of 12 months. So we have people that have not claimed in the last 12 months or even ever, but having big increases. So I look at those people every year and it may be by negotiating with the holding insurer we can get a discount or more likely we'll need to move them to a new insurer. So I do a, a sanity check every year on all of my clients to check, are they paying too much? It may be that I don't do a full review I can usually tell based on the increase and quotes I've done with that insurance or the recently whether it's competitive still, but I'll always double check and I will let the client know whether I think they should just stay where they are because it's still going to be competitive or whether we need to think about looking at the plan again a renewal. However, every second or third year, I'll automatically do a full review of the pricing and the benefits. I'll ask the client, is the plan achieving what they need it to achieve? Are they comfortable with the cost? And then we'll go to market and we will see what's happening. There may be no other options, but there may be. And if we can move with no additional underwriting on equivalent cover, then it's worth moving the client to save them some money. If you have an existing plan that I'm not involved with, that's with an IFA or direct with an insurer, and it hasn't been reviewed certainly in the last three years, then you need to speak to somebody like me who can review that plan for you. If you have a broke and they haven't bothered for at least two or three years, then you probably need a better intermediary. And again, I'm happy to help. If you're an introducer of mine or thinking about introducing your business out to a specialist like me, there is no shame in not having reviewed a private medical insurance plan for three or four years. It's all about 
having the time and knowledge base in order to confidently review a PMI plan. And I understand that it's very, very easy to just renew where it is. If it's not a massive increase, if the benefits look okay on paper, leave it where it is. It's the path of least resistance. But the client may not be getting the right level of advice and you certainly won't be earning the income you could from that client because the chances are if the plan's been there three to five years, it'll probably need a refresh somewhere else. So we can do that and we can earn initial commission on it. So this is about, at its basic level, getting the client the right product at the right time. And that may or may not be with the holding insurer. If you don't review the client every second or third year, you've got a very good chance they may end up going somewhere else to a specialist like me, and you're certainly potentially losing out on income stream. So it's a virtuous circle. The client gets better advice. You potentially keep the client and earn more money from them, and I get that access to the client as introduction from you. So it's a real winner. The last thing I'm going to talk about is still related to renewals. And again, this covers both corporate and individual renewals. The question that I'm asking is, why am I going to recommend that you stay with your holding insurer? And there are a number of factors. The cover may still be fine. If we've done a recent review and you and I are both comfortable that the plan still meets your needs, the excess level's right, you don't need any more inpatient, you don't need any dental or whistles or bells, travel insurance, the cover's fine, we'll leave you where they are, where you are, assuming the price is working for you. A big increase generally means that there's a temptation to cancel the cover or reduce the benefits. I would always counsel against that. I'd always say, let's look at reviewing the marketplace first. But if you've got no increase, as is happening with a lot of Aviva and AXA PPP renewals, or a very small one, 5 or 6%, then I'll usually recommend you stay where you are. If you've made recent claims, with very few exceptions, minor things, we might still look at moving you. But if you've got claims of any kind of size and if they're ongoing I'm almost certainly going to recommend you stay where you are. Similarly if I only moved you 12 24 months ago the the onus on me is to say does the client really need this upheaval? Severe price or admin problems would probably suggest we look at moving but if everything's working at a solid level there are no admin problems and if your benefits are still working for you then I would probably suggest that you stay where you are. Although it's not always the case that the insurer gives the, the best deal to an existing policyholder, they do almost always enhance everybody's benefits, both new business and existing plans at the same time. So if you're on a, an insurer's current proposition, so you're not on a legacy plan which is out of date and close to new business, then generally speaking, over time they will add benefits to your plan rather than take them away. There are a couple of exceptions there and I'll talk individually with people about those insurers that have denuded benefits and obviously look to move them. But in most cases, if you're on a current plan, a currently open to new business plan with an insurer, generally speaking, the, the reduction of the product's benefits will not happen and therefore that's not a reason to move you across to a new insurer. If you do have a legacy plan, one of the old Booper or AXA PPP plans, then it may very well be worth considering a change. Often those plans are inferior, they're older plans, they're not as flexible, they don't do as much. So we look at moving you on to a better plan with the same insurer or moving to a new insurer on a modern modular-based plan where we've got an awful lot more flexibility about what cover we offer to our clients. The last issue is loyalty. I come from a, a, an age in the PMI industry when insurers wanted to work with uh, clients 
and in, uh, and intermediaries, where they actively sought business from people like me and others, and where, quite often, if you stayed with an insurer, you got more out of them. For me, as a broker, as an intermediary, the more business I have with an insurer and the more loyalty I show in terms of placing and retaining business with them, the more help I will get in terms of sorting problems, in terms of enhanced uh, benefits and, and deals from the insurer. And for the clients, I think it's important as well. You make a commitment to an insurer, you get a good price, a good product, I think it's worth staying with them for four or five years if you possibly can. But if the insurer messes up, they rate your premiums up, they take away your benefits, all bets are off. So loyalty goes both ways. I can't stress that often enough, and I'll often say that to insurers, whether they listen to me or not is another question. Last section of the podcast is news. I often talk about insurance news, PMI news, business news. The only news item today I've got is a very exciting one. Um, the Apprentice is back on BBC TV. We're on to episode two. Uh, both uh, first two episodes are uh, available this week. I've watched The Apprentice since the beginning. It's one of my favourite business type programmes. It's great entertainment. Um, it gives you an idea of the kind of selling that I don't do. I'm not a high pressure or a closer. I'm very much advising the client and guiding them towards where they need to be. But it really gives you an insight into the kind of sales courses that I've been on over the last 20, 25 years. And certainly other people in the medical insurance industry and, and, and financial services generally have all been on the same kinds of sales courses. And you see it all the time on The Apprentice. It's really fascinating stuff. Um, I'd also recommend, as well as watching the core Apprentice program, which is uh, on BBC One, that you watch um, the um, the uh, Apprentice Your Five program hosted by Dara O'Brien, um, great um, atheist and and scientific based comedian. Um, always uh, uh, quite interesting comment on the program. And there's also worth watching if you haven't seen The Apprentice before. There is an Apprentice Ten Years um, documentary covering some of the. Um, um, the more interesting characters and happenings from the first ten, first nine seasons of Apprentice. We're now in the ten. So yeah, um, if you're interested in business and and sales generally, I think Apprentice is a really really good investment of your time. I personally watch Apprentice uh, and other um, uh, programs whilst I'm working when I'm doing quite a, a dull data mining exercise or or uh, prepping quotes for clients. I have things like that on in the background to help pass the time. So. Um, it's possible to do it whilst you're actually achieving something in a business context as well. So you kill two birds with one stone. So thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week with episode number 59. Um, if you're interested in any of the things I've talked about, being an introducer, buying a PMI from me, having me review your plan, contact me on PMIcast at gmail.com and I'll come straight back to you. If you'd like to participate in the show, please contact me on that email as well. If you're interested and would mind, please leave me a review on iTunes. We have a couple already. The more reviews we get on iTunes, the higher in the searches we appear in the business section of iTunes, and the more listeners we will pick up, which will be brilliant. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at LocalVenture1 or PhilKnightPCH. From a regulatory perspective, I am an independent healthcare consultant. I purchase my compliance services from Premier Choice Group, who are authorised by the Financial Conduct Authority, and their FCA number is 312878. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you back next week. Take care.